Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who can punch with their cars. I'm Cody. I'm Tyler. Cody, we've seen people punch with their fists, <laughs> even punch with their feet. Yes. <laughs> we've seen people kick with their fists. Okay. But you've uh-huh. never seen someone punch, punch with, with the, the tire. It's a car tire used as a fist. It was... Look, there's a lot of novel ideas in this movie. I think that was the most innovative piece. What'd you think of the slow-mo? I mean, it only amplified the experience for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you? I forgot it happened, and I was just like, why'd you put two guys getting punched? I didn't. Wait, there were two? I the, only saw the one. The other tire was also punching another guy. <laughs> no! Okay. Uh, okay. So these guys are perfectly spaced to get punched by a rally car tire. It's too... Okay, we, we need to talk about this for... But we can't get into it yet. Right. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched Transformers 4... Mm-hmm. Colon. Age of Extinction. Semicolon. The fourth one. The fourth one. Okay. That's, how mo- that's how most people refer to it as. Yeah. How do I... I mean, tell me everything. How'd it go for you? Cody, this is the this is my claim to fame. Alright? That's what yeah. you don't understand. This is what made this is what put me on the map. Owning this steelbook. Yeah. I don't have the steelbook with me, or else I'd be tapping it with my little fingernails. And you'd hear it. You'd hear it, it'd be like a little clickety clackety. Cause it's metal. Yeah. And I owned it. And that's what made me famous with all the people, all the moviegoers. That's how they know I'm here, and I mean business. Yeah. You know, in contrast to that, uh, this one, I don't know, man. I I didn't like it. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. And I have some, I have some opinions. Oh. Some rage. Some Maybe rage. some vitriol. I'm upset about a few things. What? And I can't tell them to you now without spoiling things about this movie. Suffice it to say, it's gonna get intense. Can I just? Can we start something with a factoid? Please. Um. That'll increase your rage. Uh. Well, so first, what I want to ask you, before even the factoid, before we spoil anything, mm-hmm. would you recommend this movie? No. No. Okay. Here, I would recommend this movie if you were watching all the movies to say that you'd watch them all, or if you were recording a podcast on the entire series, or I don't know. I can't think of another reason. I don't want to watch this again. I wouldn't watch it again. I refuse to watch this movie again. I don't want other people to have to watch this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. Why? I don't know. <laughs> the meme? It's pretty good, you know? <laughs> I don't think it is. Well, that's your opinion. Yes. You, know, you watched a movie and you have an opinion on it, and it's exactly what I knew it would be. But <clears throat> so here's my little factoids to get you even more fired up. Yeah. 
How much did this movie cost, Cody? You know how much it cost. Two hundred thirty million dollars. It was two ten. You almost had it. Okay. You would have been closer if you just said two hundred. Darn it! You failed me. Okay. How much did this movie make? I'll say, Cody. This was the highest grossing film of twenty fourteen. I'm afraid to say how high I think it was because it's going to make me mad. Yeah. Was it $1.1 billion? Yes. I'm tw- so mad. <laughs> the 29th Why? highest grossing film of all time. It's... Okay, we've seen four movies so far. I guess this one probably isn't as bad as the second one. But it takes less of a stand, in my opinion. Like, here's the thing, though. It lacks some of the pepper and the zest and the the brash. I don't know. But here, this is this is the real like thing because a lot of people see that and they're like, nobody went to go see it. The movie was bad. In the U.S., it made two hundred forty-five million dollars, which is, I mean, considering its budget. Bad. It's not great. Internationally, it was the over eight hundred and fifty million coming together for the one point one billion. <sighs> International people, what's your deal? Look, they got some of the biggest names in Chinese cinema in this one. Well, I guess too. They were in the biggest city in the know, world. You know, some countries have movies like Korea. Bong Joon-ho's doing his thing. They have, like, film going on. Canada does their own movies. Bollywood is a big thing. Europe does a lot of movie making. But I wonder if there are countries where it's like... I don't know. Do they not have a movie industry? So they're not making their own interesting indie movies? And instead it's just like, oh, what can we port over and translate from whatever big budget movies have been done? You know, is it just one of those things? Why is it? Well, so I know movies in China specifically get a lot of money because in the U.S., like, you can, for the most part, you know, if you had $10 million burning a hole in your pocket, you could make a movie and put it out. Like, it would take the work to make a movie, right? But as far as, like, getting it approved to go into U.S. cinemas... yeah. That's not that. It's no harder than sending a reel of your movie off to get rated. Yeah. And then convincing some indie theater to put your movie up, right? Like, it's not like you have to go and prostrate yourself before a government official and beg it to be put in theaters. Whereas in China. I feel like AMC has been showing, at least last year they did, a lot of like Chinese and Indian movies, like blockbuster kind of movies. Yeah. And they're like, hey, come see this movie. And they've never, be- I've never really gone to see them. Like, I'll see a Chinese independent movie, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. or like a Korean independent film. Right. But I have not yet been interested in seeing a blockbuster movie. And maybe just because I come from the land where most movies come from. But I'm not interested in other countries' blockbusters. So why are other countries inter- interested in my blockbusters? 
There's just I've you gotta assume there's more money put behind American movies than you know, like Bollywood is probably the next highest producer movies behind yeah. Hollywood. Right. And, you know, we look and we see a big movie and they're like, This is a huge blockbuster movie that came out this summer and only cost them two hundred and thirty million dollars to make it and you're like, Oh, they but I can't believe they made that for that much. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're like we're going to all starve to death if we don't spend, if we spend over $10 million because we're going to run out of money. You know, like I just don't think they spend the same amount of money and put the same amount of, like there's not as much to Hollywood, I guess is a force, right? Yeah. From no one's as big and experienced at making movies as Americans are. Which I know is a big thing because I know the Chinese, whatever their theater area is starting to put more money. Because if a movie's made in China by Chinese people with Chinese everything, you know, mm-hmm. then I don't think it's much harder to get it released than it is, you know, in any other place. But if you're an American, it has to be approved, and there's only, like, there's a, a cap on however many can get yeah. in movies. and like It's like movies and games and music, there's a limit to how many of each can get into the country. Interesting, yeah. Like in France, they were like, you have to play this many minutes per hour of like French music. And that's what led to like bands like Phoenix and Daft Punk doing really well. I know Daft Punk. They're French. They, nobody knows that. They wear they robot them. heads. They do. They're fun. Yeah. They're in Tron Legacy. They are. They do the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the score. What do you think of that soundtrack, Cody? It's pretty good. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was my thing. So this was the first movie I think where everybody was like, "Oh no, the Chinese are going to take over all American movies." Mm-hmm. And then the last night didn't do as well. And then they, uh, I think, the Chinese movie producers realized like maybe we should uh, make them put less Chinese stuff in the movies, and they will make billions of dollars yeah. instead of hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Anyway, that was my fact to get you all riled up that it made. I'll just remind you, 1.104 wow. billion dollars. That zero four is $4 million. All right. You've defeated me. I, I was ready to go into this. With such passion, and now I just feel oh. def- now I just feel defeated. I'm like, well, no, you're supposed to get riled up by the fact that I'm not just, defeated by the. Fact I don't know that. what happened, but Cody, do you remember the dinosaurs? <laughs> do you remember the stinger? It's like Bumblebee, but better in, in every, every way. way. All right, let's get into it. We gotta. All right, hop into my stinger. It's like Bumblebee, <laughs> but better, better in, in every, every way. way. And let's drive into the spoiler town in the biggest city in the world. The biggest city. The biggest city. We all city. know what it is, so there's no need to say it. All exactly. Right? We don't need to name it. We all know. Let's the say it on three. City. Ready? One, two, three. Tokyo. Biggest city in the world. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot. We, we went through... <laughs> Yeah, I forgot you looked up uh, what the actual biggest city in the world was. Yeah, if you look at a Chinese-hosted site... Which we all know is Distrito Federal, 
uh, Mexico City, you know? Yeah. De Efe, as it's known. Largest city, allegedly, by Mexicans, by landmass, all right? Yeah. Largest area, surface area, which I think we have since looked up and proven is not technically true, but it is claimed by most Mexicans. Well, largest city. Largest. I mean, you know, land. girthiest. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I just remember seeing an article where they were like, uh, it was like in some civil engineering thing where they were like, yeah, but it nobody, you just skip over the fact because they're like, it's the biggest but there's other major cities within the city limits that they're just like, yeah, we'll just go around those. And then they're like, someone will say, oh, but this other city, because it's in the middle of literally nowhere and they have to just make a district for the city or like covers more area in the middle of Siberia or something. They're like, oh, that's right. This old piece of scrap paper, there's an island in the middle of the Pacific that's also part of. Yeah, it is. Also, the center of Australia is also part of Mexico City. All of Mexico is Mexico City. Yeah, it is. We're yeah, all is. Mexico City. We are all Mexico City. Look, I'm from California, which, you know, is part of Mexico from back in the day. Basically, California is part of Mexico City. What about California, K? as we all know, is the third largest state in the Union. Yeah. That's true. Decepticons, okay. I guess maybe I didn't understand this. This movie starts out and it's on Earth and there's dinosaurs and there's, I think what they propose is that it wasn't a meteor that took out the dinosaurs but rather a, a, an advanced Transformer-like alien race. They're not Transformer-like. They're completely different, Cody. They're from Transformium, though. No. They're from Cybertron. No, they made Cybertron. They use Energons. Yes, to make Transformers. So, Did you see the hand, Cody? It was weird. It was alien. It had six fingers. Oh, yeah. I forgot. They didn't come back to that, or are they going to come back to that in the next movie? We'll have to see, Cody. Okay, because the whole thing... I mean, we're in it. Okay? We're about to spoil some stuff. For the whole thing about this movie I mean, is did there's you miss the Decepticons, there's <laughs> Autobots... And there's this random alien robot dude who is basically a Transformer, yeah, yeah. but isn't a Decepticon or Autobot who works for some other dude. And so they kind of tease that, so I'm guessing the next movie's going to be about who he works for, because... Well, I mean, they've... The Decepticons and Autobots are political factions. They're not... Yeah. So he's a Transformer. He transforms. So anyway... At the beginning of this, I was like, "Is this a? Is this the third time the auto the Decepticons have come to conquer the Earth and it didn't work?" Because remember, they talk about that in the earlier movie. In the second movie, they're like, "Oh yeah, there's this guy came to Earth, and then there's a bunch of cavemen with clubs, and uh, that didn't work out." Like, how many times are the Decepticons going to try to conquer the Earth? They're so much more advanced. But I guess this wasn't the Decepticons. This was an alien of some kind. Yeah, also harvesting that, or creating transformium. Also, I believe you're referring to the fallen who the was fallen. a prime and it yeah. was the other primes who stopped him. And then they they killed themselves. The most powerful robots in the world in the universe galaxy. Mhm. 
to create a useless tomb. And then, Cody, can I just remind you that at the end of that, this, the moral was that you had to, the spark of leadership or whatever was inside us all the time or something, because it disintegrated. Um, you had to earn it. The more I think about the lore of this movie, the less I like the movie. <laughs> but the spark, the, the dust was important, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know. I don't I don't know. Do you think they talk about the third Transformers movie in the Leonard Nimoy documentary? By his I hope son or so. grandson? I don't know. Tyler, I don't know the answer to these questions. I didn't like this movie. We saw Sentinel Prime in this movie. He got melted down for Transformium, trademarked. <laughs> okay, here's okay. You know what? Let's just get into it. All right. Tell me what happened to Shia LaBeouf, you cowards, Michael Bay. You are a coward. All right. You you didn't even write Shia LaBeouf off. Shia LaBeouf off. You were just Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia, you didn't write Shia LaBeouf off. All right. All you did was say, you know, this guy every movie's been about. We're talking about another dude now, and Optimus Prime is never going to reference him, and neither is Bumblebee, and they're Mark's friends now. It's Mark Wahlberg and the Transformers bunch, and we never, we never worried about Shiloh. I'm like, why? You, you didn't even write him off or anything? Tell me what happened to him. I'll tell you what happened to him, Cody. What? He's all, remember, she was like, my brother died in war. I don't want you to do it. And he was like, all right. No. And that's the end of his war stuff. We all know Shia LaBeouf's going to lose her, all right? <laughs> no, they're together forever. No, we all know. Okay, then tell me why in the movie Mad Max Fury Road, she's with, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy with the face mask. That Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> in the apocalypse that's yeah that uh how far in the transformers universe does it take to get from this point to um australia south africa desert end of the world's apocalypse is there a confusion on if it's i've always talked, thought it was australia because it's so the original my max takes place uh, in australia and mel gibson is australian that's the whole thing but mad max Fury road was shot in south africa in the desert okay. of South Africa. Oh, okay. So that's why I threw in South Africa, because that's the best Mad Max movie. It's Fury Road. What's his name? Immortan. Immortan Joe. Joe. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Shia LaBeouf is Immortan Joe, and they're still together, but Sh yet Shia LaBeouf has like five other wives? What's yeah. that about? Because he goes crazy because he's got that spark in his head. Oh, <laughs> this makes more sense, and yeah. it makes me even more upset. You could even say Furiosa. <laughs> that Mad Max Fury Road is part of the Transformers universe. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. The cars in Fury Road are better than the cars in Transformers. Yeah, because they figured out how to make their... Did you not hear the stinger? <laughs> like Bumblebee? But better in every way. Okay. That's all other conspiracy... Second of all, how are you going to have Mark Wahlberg in this movie and not shave his dumb face? He, does, he, he doesn't have a beard. 
He's got the scraggle beard that like the high schooler stoner kids think are cool. You know, where it's like, I can grow a beard. And you're like, that is very patchy and looks very bad. I feel personally attacked and if right now. I, why? You also, I guess you also have the, the scruff. I was going to say because I haven't shaved in a couple of days. Or a day, I guess. Tyler. And you also what, have Are you shaved. comparing the zero hair on your face to Mark Wahlberg's patchy whatever non-beard? I'm trying to find a picture of his patchy non-beard. He's just, it's one of those things you're like, you have like a little patch of hair. You obviously haven't shaved in a week. It's not thick. It's not a beard. Why do you have it? Shave it. Oh, yeah. I've never really looked at it, but yeah, he does have It's the like the first thing beard. I noticed about, about his character. I was like, why isn't he shaved? Yeah, he does have a very 14-year-old guy beard. What's that about? If I were him and I was like the staunch negotiator, big money maker, you know, Mark Wahlberg that I've heard so much about, and I would shave my face for the movie. But he's supposed to look scruffy. My favorite thing I'm looking through he's just... supposed to look scruffy with that haircut? Come my, on. My, uh... Why isn't his hair scruffy? My... Can I just say, on most of his... Uh, movie posters and stuff he's dirty perfectly to where it fills out his beard <laughs> like his face is dirty in uh, the shape of a beard yep yep I've, I've never noticed it before and i love it <laughs> so me wheeze. i didn't like that i didn't like mark Wahlberg's character that much oh here's the thing it's not that i didn't like mark Wahlberg's character i just feel like the casting was wrong and this is probably the most this is the thing that made me the most mad you, I hope you don't know this fun fact because I want it to blow your mind. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. This role was originally offered to, give me one guess. Jason Statham. Ooh, that would have been fun. So close. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who couldn't do it for one reason alone. He Best. did the movie Hercules, scheduling conflicts with 2014's Hercules. Did you see that movie? No. Was it good? Okay. Is it terrible? The movie is not that bad. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Is it peak peak rock? Like muscly built mountain of a man? He's very big. I wouldn't say he's peak. He does wear a wig the whole time (laughs) with long hair. Nice. Okay. And it's not a good wig. So would are would you rather that movie have come out or him played? Cade Yeager in this movie. So they went from Sam Witwicky, you know, Sam, it's a name anyone could have, just your average teenager, to Cade Yeager. So I am thinking back to the movie Hercules, which one of the funniest facts is two Hercules movies came out, and they were both big budget movies. Oh, yeah. One was The Rock, and one just had some guy in it, and those guys. Like the marketing team of that movie just threw their hands up and gave up, and it became a red box exclusive or something like that. Like they were like, "We're not even going to try to put this in theaters. It's not happening." Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm thinking of the movie. I'm thinking of the Rock's performance in the film. It, the idea of the film, if I can just give you a little thing on it, so you can see what he gave up this for. Okay. The whole thing is it's Hercules and he is like, I'm the son of Zeus and I'm like, I'm a demigod and I'm slaying all these things, but it's all a con. He is super strong and big and a good fighter, but 
like he'll like be like I'm gonna lift this boulder, but they've like built a thing to lift the boulder, and it just looks like he's picking it up. It's like a Truman Show situation. No, he no, he's in on it because he's rich and famous. So off it's of a this. show. Oh, okay. So it's like it's ancient Greece. It's like Spider-Man: Far From Home with Mysterio. Yeah, like Mysterio's doing stuff, but it's really yeah. Spoilers for Spider-Man: Far From Home. So yeah, it's like that. But then some stuff happens, and he is—he's like, maybe I am the son of Zeus or something like that. But that it—it it was never answered. So it's it is like him. a Truman Show situation. He has an existential crisis. No, it's more like he has to pick up something super heavy, and he's an incredibly strong human being. Sounds... But it's never like the one thing is like he can whip lightning in the other movie. In this one, he never can throw lightning. He's just like. Because one Zeus time throw lightning. actually has to push a boulder out of the way and he does it. Here's the thing. When I thought back to this movie and all the parts of Mark Wahlberg's character I didn't like, I was like, you know what? If it was coming from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. What I'm saying is the movie wasn't bad because The Rock was very good in it. And I think if I this would have been Rock better. Has, Mark Wahlberg is good at some things. He's very good in some movies. I've heard Boogie Nights is great. The other guys is fun. He's good in... um. Is he in The Departed? The Departed. He's yeah. good in that. And then uh, The Fighter. He's really good in that, too. But when it comes to a movie like this, I just don't think he has the charisma to carry like a family movie like this, you know? Yeah, you have to cast the him as The Rock has charisma douche. coming out of every orifice. Yeah. And even if it doesn't work, I still enjoy watching The Rock do something, you know? Even if it's... I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed Hercules with the wig. I'm like, this is a stupid wig. And I love that the Rock's wearing it. <laughs> it's a, look up a picture of the wig, real. Quick. I mean, I I can I can picture the. Uh, you cannot picture this wig unless you've seen it. It's so bad, you will not believe it was in a big budget film. Well, I mean, I, I can, I mean, I've seen the poster, but I, you know, the poster always looks a little better than the than the actual movie. It's shocking. It looks like they threw a doll's wig on it. <laughs> what? I'm watching one. He's got a bear or a lion on his head. Yeah. I mean, I'm confused. So it takes place in... When does it take place? It's in ancient Greece during the time of Hercules. So who's rigging the boulders? They are. It's like a pulley system or something. So it's like he's their super propaganda super soldier? Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Like I said, it's, it's that's cool. an interesting take on it. You know, so I think he does do like stuff, but it's not like like he'll be like, I slayed the Gorgon, but it's a fake Medusa head that he shows everybody. Well, oh no, I lost my thing. Um, it's very it, you know, it's, we'll watch it someday probably. Okay, well, here's the thing. I think Rock would be much better. The other thing I thought this is before I knew the Rock was casting the straw. I was like, if Mark. Wahlberg's character was like 10 years older and less handsome and just kind of like a crazy adventure guy maybe like Beauty and the Beast I would have been like this is fun I like this but instead they were like he's a crazy rich adventure guy he's overprotective of his daughter he's also Mark Wahlberg ripped um, and an action hero and just all of that doesn't quite mesh like him being an action hero super ripped Good dad, inventor, Hollywood blockbuster star. I don't know. Something's wrong about that formula. The Rock can do it. 
or you could have made it a little kookier or like a comedian in the role or something. You know, like someone who's like overwhelmed by the action, whereas Mark Wahlberg's like, I can fire a sword gun. This is not a problem. You know, he's just, yeah. he's too ripped for the genius dad. I can't, I can't identify with like the genius inventor dad, but he's also like not even a, he's a good inventor, but not like a good businessman or anything. He's like in financial, he's like making bad financial decisions like a crazy person. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. The puzzle pieces aren't fitting together. There's only four pieces. And it's not making a puzzle. It's not coming together. I think the puzzle piece that throws it off is Mark Wahlberg. You can't cast Mark Wahlberg as the the good guy hero. He has to be the douche sidekick of the hero. Yeah. Or, or the, think of like the other guy. Like he's the straight man, right? And then Will Ferrell's a little kookier. That's what I'm saying. Like, he and then to be in the beginning of this movie, T.J. Miller is like the slacker sidekick, and he's funny. Yeah. But then they kill him off in minute thirty, and you're like, well, now there's no one to balance out Mark Wahlberg. Oh, the boyfriend's here. That's they just have. There's button. There's no one. There needs to be a balance to Mark Wahlberg's like straight because I think they try to make him say funny things, but then he's also like randomly intimidating people and flexing on government agents and like random citizens of the world's largest city and so it's just like something's not he's cracking open twist top bottles and staring down strangers and it's just like i don't no you can't be funny and be like flexing rage on strangers you know but i mean to be fair that is most other characters he plays. There's just somebody there to be like, this is who to go, I see as the main To go from like a vulnerable Shia LaBeouf who's dealing with young people's problems to like Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. It just There's Here's no my, charisma or fun in it anymore. It's like, I'm afraid of Mark Wahlberg right now. I'm going to fix this movie in one cast and switch, Cody. Is it Dwayne The Rock Johnson? No. Okay. I'm not going to... I'm going to swap two characters. Okay, do it. Stanley Tucci and Mark Wahlberg. Swap them. Oh, yeah. Right? Mark Wahlberg could be like the crazy leader of the company because the energy he gives off yeah. would fulfill that role. And Stanley Tucci... I like Stanley Tucci. This movie, I think his character was a little confused. And I think if he was in that other role, that would have been great. Because him being like a smaller guy and being overprotective of the daughter, I think... Fit, you know, it's more more about his insecurity. Whereas Mark Wahlberg's like, I will kill with my bare hands whatever man tries to date my daughter. Yeah. Despite any laws that might state that it's okay otherwise. It okay. Before you go, I know the path <laughs> no. you're about to go down. Oh. Let me drop something on you. Okay. Is Hollywood convinced in their psycho brains? <laughs> No, that, I know what. Okay, that Kelsey Grammer is a tough guy. Okay, here's the thing. I am all for Kelsey Grammer as a villain because it almost makes no sense, but at the same time, it makes sense because Kelsey Grammer. Okay, sure. If there's one thing we all know Kelsey Grammer for, it's Frazier. Yes. All right, beloved shoot off. Of an even more beloved series, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. We all know Kelsey Grammer from this. But Kelsey Grammer enjoys dramatic acting, does like Shakespeare readings. Those He's one of those actors who's like, oh, but I do this other stuff. He's got a good voice. 
And so I'm kind of into it. <laughs> if I'm even though I'm I want it. I want to want it. But I, there's one scene in particular that makes me go like, "What?" Yeah. When he pins Stanley Tucci against the wall yeah. and like, "I will crush you." Yeah. Like, "Okay, dude, when you were beast, it was funny because you were a mutant and you could like throw a person across the yeah. room but you were also like citing the legal precedent of why yeah. you were allowed to throw them across the room so it was a funny thing of like beast can look like anybody he's gonna be super strong because he's a mutant yeah you were an old cia bureaucrat yeah and you're like i will kill you when you have an agent yeah. that can kill him right there that you I should think, just like be like Dude. i think also you know in terms of switching out characters Kelsey Grammer would have made a great voice for a villain Transformer. Yeah. But I think they kind of go for, like, the box office voice. And Kelsey Grammer, being a TV star, isn't quite, like, the name you want to put on your villain. But I think he has a good voice and the acting chops to be a really good voice for a villain. I think yeah. maybe that would have been a little better for him. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, as ridiculous as it is to make Mark Wahlberg a genius inventor action hero... You know, Kelsey Graham is a villain. That's an equally weird choice that I'm into. I don't know. Yeah. Frazier is in this movie. What? I mean, if I mean, there's there are a couple things that redeem this movie a little bit for me, and Frazier being in it is one of them. He's in a lot of big budget movies. I mean, I think the biggest but, mm -hmm. roles he's played was the how many how many X Men movies are, are there that where he plays Beast? Who is a main character? I've seen one of the X Men movies of that generation, so I actually don't know. He's very good. He is big too. Like he bulked up for the role, and I think they made him wear a muscle suit, and then they put all the stuff on it. Hated yeah. the role, I'm pretty sure, because like any role where you have to get painted a color, yeah, it's a long time. And he's like, I just want to play Hamlet on Broadway, and they're like, No, you are gonna get painted blue. And you're yeah. gonna flip a car over. Yeah. There's a really cheesy, like, B movie that came out this year called Money Plane, where he's, like, the villain for as well. He's, like, the nice. financier of this. Or, no, he's trying to hack into this. Okay, so the premise of the movie is that there's a plane right. that criminals go onto. And because once it's in the sky, <laughs> it's the same idea as, like, being in international waters, it's right. international airspace. Just, and so it's legal to bet on anything. So they have like blood sport and like all kinds of stuff. Like so you can make bets on anything you want. And so his thing, I think, is that they're trying to like steal from the money plane. So he puts together a heist or something. Anyway, so he's like and he's in like three scenes, otherwise he's just like a voice on a phone. But like he's like the intense guy who puts together like a team of people to heist from criminals on the money plane. But do they hack the mainframe? <laughs> I'm sure. I haven't seen the movie. Oh. I've just heard some podcasts about it, and it sounds delightful. Okay, so I'm looking at his IMDb. Yeah. He's in a lot of TV. He Obviously, he's won six Emmys for TV stuff. Yeah. Um, he's known for Transformers, as we all know. He's also in Expendables 3. Nice. His, the thing is, the movies he's in are so bad. He's in so many movies, like a less than 50 Rotten uh, Metascore. But he is yeah. in X-Men Days of Future Past, which actually I have seen. Yeah. He's in 30 Rock as Kelsey Grammer, which is just one of my favorite episodes of all time. It's so good. Yeah. Um, he's in I Don't Know How She Does It. 
Wait, is that the one that you've talked about where it's Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer just both being super weirdly intense and sounding very similar? Um, well, that's that same show, but that's with Will Arnett. Okay. Where, but he's got a running role. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's just in one episode, but they do a they do a, a long con. Nice. Uh, he's in Fame. He's this man. X Men Last Stand was the other X Men movie he was in. Oh yeah. That one not great, but that is the one where they're fighting and he's like trying to give like a he's trying to like quote a speech and like midway through it as he has to like jump off to fight, he's like Yeah, whatever, just fight. <laughs> and it's like Yeah. He's like Thomas Jefferson once said that a man must so step up to service country ah oh, whatever you get the point and he jumps away because <laughs> he's like getting attacked and it's like really funny okay so uh kelsey grammar i'm not comfortable the other thing about this news in the beginning i didn't like the chemistry of the people as much at least sam i like sam witwicky a little better because you're like he's scrambling around trying to be cool he's not cool obviously it kind of works I didn't think that Mark Wahlberg, his, like, their banter was really great. I liked T.J. Miller in the movie. Yeah. But once again, he's in 30 minutes in the movie, and they murder him. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> Remember, just I said cannon this, fodder. The most heartbreaking death in a film ever. <laughs> ever. Man, so T.J. Miller, what else is he? I've seen him in a couple things. Cause he's in Deadpool, I think. That's the main thing I recognized him from. Yeah. But, oh, he's in Cloverfield. Ugh. Is he? Yeah. Wow. He's one of the, I think he's one of the main people in Cloverfield. Silicon Valley, Big Hero 6. Um, that's Ready Player One he's in. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he's the, he's the voice of, uh, kill dude. You know, like the guy that's like, oh, my name is to kill or something like that you know like <laughs> oh, yeah. that guy that yeah. he does the voice of that guy okay yeah yeah yeah. i like tj miller a lot yeah he's good and he has a lot of voice work so i was that's the other thing is i think he was a big redeeming part at the beginning of the movie yeah and then they killed him and i was like well i don't want to just deal with mark Wahlberg fighting with uh, his daughter's boyfriend the rest of the time yeah. are you ready to get into the boyfriend okay yes. no before we do before oh. we do i was not comfortable with the daughter thing because Every movie they've had like the it girl, you know, as Megan Fox, and it was Rosemary, whatever, call whatever her name is. Yep. And then they explicitly are like seventeen year old, like because when they first pull off, I'm like, are these college sorority sisters? Nope, high school seniors. Oh no, I don't. Yeah. I didn't like that they set that precedent, and then they're like seventeen year old daughter. Mark Wahlberg's gonna be riding her the whole time. For being too sexual and not being able to date yet. You're like, oh, I don't like this. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Why couldn't you have just been in college? Yeah. And he could have just been like, I don't like that you're dating boys, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll remind you, the first movie, Megan Fox, was supposed to be like They're in high 16, school. 16, or yeah. 17. I guess it's less weird for me because I was in high school when that movie came out. And so I was just like, this is normal. Yeah. They also never specifically say an age, which is a very like movie thing to do to be like it's like you're a woman you're in high school but you're just you're just a lady yeah they like they say you're in high school 
Could mean anything. Could mean it. That's the other thing is they could have done that with this one. Like, I'm 18. I Just because I haven't graduated doesn't mean I can't date. You know, it could have even been that where it's like, at least we're not breaking any laws and then have to Speaking do the bit. of laws. <laughs> Speaking of laws. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> Things go down. Mark Wahlberg gets a big old truck. He's a kooky adventure. Turns out, hey, the truck is a transformer. Wait, can I, can I say it? Code yeah. it? You can, whatever you You said you it wrong. what I do? Say, I think this is a transformer. <laughs> That's how he says it. Oh, the Texan who's uh forgot he was from Boston for a minute. Yeah, he says it with it's a transformer. <laughs> oh, this is a transformer. That's how he says it. And oh. that's, how, that's how everybody when they're making fun of the film or him <laughs> in the role. I think this is a transformer. Oh my oh my goodness. Like, do you? The thing with the Autobot logo that you give it power from a battery? When they run on Energon. They run on Energons. Look, you can make... Okay, I have a problem with my neighbor. Here's the thing. We have some neighbors that live above us. His name's Garrett. I'm going to call him out. <clears throat> All right. They moved buildings. So they went from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom. Right. They no longer live in our building. They live in the next building over. He still parks his car at the good spots that are street side right in front of our building. So there's less... See that white uh, Chevy Monte Carlo thingy? It's an Impala, I think. It's an Impala, yeah. Okay. He still parks it here. And it drives us crazy because he's always, like, moving his car into, like, the good spot. And he works from home, so he's always, like, snagging the good parking spot. Why do you snag the good spot if you work from home? Okay, look. Why is he snagging the good spot of a different building? (laughs) I don't understand. Here's what you do. I have a problem with this guy. Slash his tires. Have his car towed. (laughs) Break his window. Look, we discussed in previous weeks the Jeep guy with his wheels. They're yeah. gone now. And now we got Impala guy. I don't know. He's Garrett. taking Garrett. <laughs> so, but anyway, he's friendly to me. So I just keep it. I keep it all bottled in here. I keep it all inside. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the cast. Okay. So the daughter's 17. <laughs> there's a kerfuffle the agency comes to take away the transformers because kelsey Grammer's whole thing is like there's an alien attack and the world's not safe until all transformers are gone not just the decepticons which later you find out it's all a plot to get rich because yeah, oh. he served his country oh right because he was gonna sell in a contract to the uh tucci the tooch the tooch okay so anyway they come there's a scramble. Optimus Prime is like, gotta help these guys that helped me. And they're trying to get away. Bang, bang, boom. Out of the cornfield comes some kind of a of a car. A rally car. A rally car. The kind did, of car you race. Did you notice it before when I did notice it, yeah, because you thought it was a transformer. It does some yeah, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a Decepticon or something. Or whatever. You can me it's way too brightly colored and covered in things. It was obviously a Autobot. Yeah. So there's a car and you think it's Transformer. And then when it punches not one, I guess I've learned since we started recording, two of the agents, it goes through the air, it punches two people with the tires, they hit him in the face, it's slow motion, he lands, and then the girlfriend explains it all. Uh, the daughter's name is Carl. Daughter Carl. 
Currently? 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 Or is that the last movie? It might have been the last movie. Uh, hold up now. I've got it. I'm going to tell you. Tessa. Tessa. Jaeger. Okay. Tessa's like... <laughs> what is, hold on. What is the line? This oh, is Shane? Shane. He drives. He drives. <laughs> and then they get in the car. Which, I mean... Maybe that's brain. how he introduced This is Shane. Himself. He drives. I mean, the most... Look, half that sentence is useful because we don't know his name. The other half of the sentence, he's already driving. We saw him punch two people in the face with his tires. I think we knew. I think maybe what she, I guess what she's saying is, this is a man named Shane and he drives for a living yeah. or as a hobby. I mean, that is, that, those things are true. That's too many details though, Cody. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're being attacked, I think you'd be like, this is Shane. I don't, I mean, I guess he tries. I don't know. It's just like a classic bad. He'd be like, line. it would make more sense to be like, "This is Shane. He's my a friend, or he's my boyfriend, or something like that." Like right. to be like, "His name is Shane. I know him. Get in the car." Yeah, you know, that'd be like if I came to save the day. I'm like, "This is Cody. He podcasts." <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh, cool. Got yeah. it. Now we know what to do." Yeah. So anyway, Shane's here. <laughs> Shane. Oh, who? Here's what we know about Shane. In the next five to ten minutes, we learn some fascinating details about Shane. He talks, and immediately, I had an instinct. Okay. Which is, ah, he's some Texas guy. Because, you know, she's in high school and they're dating. Yeah. Not true. He, not only is he not in high school, he's 20 years old. And then I had an instinct, oh, he's Australian. Why is he in Texas driving rally cars? Never, don't worry. And then they reveal, nope, this man is Irish. <laughs> yeah, no, which how did they reveal it, Cody? As he's speaking in an Australian accent, he says, Why? Mark Wahlberg, who speaks with a Boston accent most of the time, yeah. says, why does he sound like a leprechaun? Which, good on Mark Wahlberg for getting through that word. Because I a leprechaun, <laughs> like yeah. he could have done the Boston yeah. leprechaun. Oh, uh, and then, <laughs> or no, he says something about are you? He's a leprechaun. Why does he sound like he's from somewhere else? But he is he Irish, right? He's he is he Irish. is Irish. He says Scottish or something like that. Mark Wahlberg, right? Because they talk about Lucky Charms too. They do that jab does later he do on. That? He says that. I thought he called him Scottish or something, but he you know, says he says. The you're thing, it only added to my confusion because they kept getting, referencing yeah. different things. I'm like who? But then he's, he kept swapping between Australian, a little bit Irish, and then just American, like not even. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Yeah. We have to do a pod break. Okay. We okay. need to pause the recording, and here's what I'm. Let me explain what we're gonna do. Okay. This actor is in another movie we've done, Midsummer, which he's pretty good in. Midsommar. His name is Jack Rayner. Midsommar. He's in Midsommar. We've he is seen his butt. my age and from Colorado. However, this is a twist I just now learned about. His <gasps> mother is Irish. Oh. Hold on. He was born in Colorado. This isn't this is too much. Moved to Ireland when he was two and was raised there. What? So he's Irish. What? By birth, and he was raised there. Okay, hold on. So here's what I want to do. He is in a movie that I loved, that I don't think a lot of people watched. 2016's 
Sing Street, which is about kids in the UK. Oh, I think they're in UK. They might be in, they're in Ireland or England. In the 80s, dorky middle school kids who start a new, like an 80s band, basically. Right. And is delightful. Love the movie. He plays the cool older brother. I haven't seen this movie in four years. We're going to watch a two-minute scene of him being the cool older brother, and we're going to see what accent he's doing and how well he does it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We pa- we're yeah. pausing right yeah, give now? Yeah, give us a pause. Okay. So he's Irish. <laughs> That's what we've established. He is from Ireland. In Sing Street, he does a perfect Irish accent, which is just his normal accent. And we already established in Midsummer he can do a very good American accent. Yeah. And in an interview about Midsummer, he has an Irish accent when speaking in just his normal voice. So what happened? Now, Did they like pepper in the fact that he was Irish later and like punch up and they were like, ah, there's like four scenes where he's... Spe-. But he's, why is he so Australian? So there was a couple of phrases he said during his interview that made me think it felt like Australian. So, which... I mean, Commonwealth I guess, countries are all... They all I mean, share bits and pieces. What is Australia but... You know, I mean, Australia is just like the U.S. to to Ireland, right? Australia. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so <laughs> Australia is to the it U.S. Doesn't as make sense. Ireland is to no. the U.S. No, I would say the the joke there was the U.S. is to England the way Australia is to Ireland, which is not true. Okay, but where there are two large countries that came from the U.K. <clears throat> yeah. Just one was made up by rich people and the other one was made up by convicts. Right. And you know, I think we all know which is which. <clears throat> so, here's the thing, though. So, I know, I mean, like, it makes sense that if you just pull back a couple of the, like, like, if you pronounce a few things with an American accent but have an Australian accent, I could see how that can sound like a, I mean, like with Irish accent, that can sound like an Australian accent. Sure. The point is, his accent changed like (laughs) to Australian and then to American and then to Irish. But But even when he has the Irish accent, it's like two of those words were Irish. I don't think the rest of that. He did do that in there, which I think probably comes from, he said his mom was Irish, but it. Was his dad American or something? I mean, he was born in Colorado, so it must have been, right? right? I don't know, because I used to work with someone from Czechoslovakia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Kansas City at a foam plant. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess... You never know. I also used to work with a drug king. But also, I don't know, I feel like your accent basically is like, where did you live from the age 5 to 12? Right. That's your accent, like most of the time. You know, but, like if you were born in Mexico, but if you lived in the States from the time you were six, you're going to be able to speak English with an American accent. Yeah. You know, that's usually how it works. That's kind of like, in my experience at least, that's the age when your accent is formed. Like Catherine, I forget her name, Catherine something. Zeta Jones. No. she's a, So she's an American, no, Canadian comedian who lives in England because her baby daddy married a British woman. And so now her daughter, who was born in Canada 
is now growing up in England, so she has a Canadian accent. Her daughter has a British accent because she's four years old and lives in England. Right. I've known so, people who were raised in France, though. They don't have French accents. Yeah. They have American accents. Right, but their French is probably the French accent. Oh, and yes. And if their parents are American, then they're... You don't speak a lot of English if you grew up in France. You speak French. They spoke... Whereas yeah. Canada, U.S., Ireland all speak English, just in very different accents. Yeah. It's true. It was very confusing, and I wish they just... Why is he in Texas? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. I mean, but here's, that, this, this that, is beside the point. Okay. That happens in real life, though, where you're like, why are you here? I understand. I understand that. He's 20. His dad left him. He is dating a 17-year-old, but they... Okay, here's the other thing is he says, we had a romance when we were both adolescents, which means when he was 17 and she was 14, they they also, like, we briefly dated. You're like, oh, so you, like, hooked up once or, like, held hands when she was 14, and now it's she's 17 and you're 20, and so, okay. So let's just get into it. Mark Wahlberg is like, I'll call the cops on you right now. You're dating which, a minor. Which, first off, mm-hmm. that's an empty threat. You call the cops on a 20-year-old dating a 17-year-old, Yeah, they're going to be like, Okay. Right. And you can technically date a 17-year-old, right? It's just when there's like sexual congress, that is the super illegal part, right? I think so. And then I think, because it's, again, in, in the States, you know how many times for this show I've had to look up age of consent <laughs> laws. Yeah. But I know like, because we used to give one of my friends a hard time because he was 20 and his girlfriend was 17. Yeah. And we were called him a pedophile constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he looked it up once and there is like a buffer (laughs) where it's like, as long as you're within this age, this many years, it's it's like, okay. Yeah. Fine. But it's like, you know, it's different than like a 30 year old and a 17 year old. Yeah. But Cody, none of that matters because they're protected under the Romeo and Juliet laws. (laughs) Not only they protected. This man has a laminated copy of that statute in his wallet, and he, he pulls it up. Ready. And here's the problem. I'm sure this was written for comedy, but they play it so straight that it's just like, this is not... Po- it's one of those things like Mark Wahlberg's seriousness and Jack Rayner's like nonchalantness about having it in his wallet. Just like, it's like, this isn't funny anymore. You know, it's like... Yeah. It had to have been played for comedy. Why else? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard that someone has a laminated copy of a statute in their wallet. Because you know what's the funniest form of comedy? (laughs) What? Legal precedent, Cody. (laughs) I think... Here's what I think, Kevin, Cody. I think... They were in the writer's room with all 85 of the writers of the film. Right? And they said, okay, he's 20, she's 17. Someone said, so he's a pedophile, to which everybody else went, shut up, Dave. And then Michael Bay kicked down the door, and he said, he's right. <laughs> and they said, all right, <laughs> like... we'll say they dated in high school. 
then it's fine. Everybody's and one on the guy same from page. Texas. There's like, actually, I happen to know there is a Romeo and Juliet law in, oh. in Texas. And like, no, no. <laughs> then the one guy who did a semester abroad in Tokyo or, or something was like, Asian audiences are not going to understand that. <laughs> and they said, all right, we'll have them read the law. <laughs> they also, he also could have just been a senior in high school and it all would have been. Oh, would have been fine, right? But he's a rally car racer. She could have also been six months older and been fine, Cody. What you're missing is none of those things Why happened. Why did there have to be? That's what I'm saying. Why couldn't she have like just graduated high school? And he's like, I still don't want you dating people. You know, I want to watch. Been 18 and didn't want her to date people. Or we need to watch all the crummy Chinese movies on Netflix and see how many of them they bring up a law. And say, according to legal statute 18.5-3, you know, because if that happens in every single one, <laughs> then I'm going to say, do they just not this think is... that a foreign person in an audience can just go like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. People in this movie are cowards for one more reason. I, I thought of another reason why this move, like, why I didn't like Cade Yeager's Mark Wahlberg is Cade Yeager. Here's the other thing they could have done. They should have just said, Mark Wahlberg is Sam Witwicky. I would have liked that so... It would have been ridiculous. They could have been like, oh, this is 10 years in the future, which is not enough time still, but is ridiculous. You know, like, yeah. I would have preferred it, which is like, we're still telling Sam Witwicky's story, <laughs> you know? I would have liked that better than introducing a character. We haven't even addressed this yet. Cade Yeager, which sounds like they the went to like... The coolest name. It sounds like they went to the, uh, what's it called? The, the Wu-Tang name generator. <laughs> and we're just like, let's see. Cade Yeager, we, we gotta do it. I mean, it's the coolest name in the world, Cody. Cade Yeager, which sounds like an MMA fighter, maybe? Except he's a genius inventor. Cody. Who's very poor and makes the because his inventions aren't even like you don't see him coding things really or whatever. It's just like I invented an iRobot dog, except it threatens to call the police on you and doesn't work. It's like I invented a trash can that brings you beer cans, except it doesn't work. And he never finishes any of the inventions. But he's yeah. obviously very good at electrical work and coming up with dumb ideas. I don't, you know, you remember in the 2000s when we were like, robots are the future. Look, we have robot dogs. It's amazing. It's like, those are the level of ideas he's coming up with. He should have just teamed up with Hasbro or Mattel or something. Yeah. He will not pay his bills. And he does threaten people with baseball bats that come to his property to buy his property because he's about to get evicted. Yeah. He is unhinged. All of those moments are like, okay, so that's one moment. He comes out with a baseball bat. Number two, when the agents come, he's like starts fighting some of them. And he's like, you need a warrant. Get out of here. And then the tough guy agent is like, my face is my warrant. <laughs> Which, okay, here's the thing. Like, that guy. How do you translate? That can't translate easily into Mandarin. You're telling it can't, me. It can't. You're here's, telling me they translated that, that line and it made sense. It barely makes sense in english what what else is that guy in what other movies that agent dude in is he in like 
NCIS Sacramento, maybe? Um, now that you say it, I think he is in one of those shows. He's got to be in a procedural of some kind. I'm going to, I want to, because he looks so familiar. He's definitely in something I've seen recently. I mean, he's in I've, a show. He's in Bosco or whatever it's called. Bosch. Oh, he's Harry Bosch in Bosch. Yeah. Oh, he's in The Town. He's in Argo. He's in Man on a Ledge. He's in Shaft. So, here's my thing. He's in Chicago PD. He, he is, in shows, he's a tough guy. He's the hard man. He's the renegade cop. Yeah. I hate him in those roles. You know who he doesn't look tough next to? The Rock? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you can't put him next to Mark Wahlberg and be like, yeah, these guys are going to go toe-to-toe. I just think Mark Wahlberg, he's too buff for this movie. And he, if it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you're just like, that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's buffing every. doesn't matter what role he's playing. But well, just doesn't make He's also in CSI, uh, the one with the, Ted Danson. Here's the thing. This movie would have been different if The Rock was in it. And I'll give you two reasons why. Mm-hmm. Really a reason and then a reason it would have worked. Okay. The Rock would have said, this is an unbelievable scene, especially with how jacked I am. And he would have been like, one, it's not realistic for someone to stand up to a guy that has a roughly 100 dudes with guns right. pointed at you. Two, it's not realistic to expect him to look tough when it's just me and him on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason they would have listened to him is, no one is a bigger movie star in China than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. You would have been like, I know what works there and what yeah. doesn't. Listen. So I think the movie would have been better had he been cast in the role. Because he would have been like, what's going on here? Let's talk this out. I don't know. where you know, like He would have tried to think his way out of it. Whereas Mark Wahlberg's like, I will kill you. And then I will hunt your family and your family's family. And then I will kill all of their descendants I know. and your dog's descendants. Like, they were basically like, all right, Mark, here's the deal. You are your character from The Departed. Try to suppress the Boston accent. You're a kooky inventor. And he's like, oh, sweet. So I'm going to kill some people. And you're like, no, no, no. You're like, I don't know. Have you seen The Departed? Several times, yes. He's so intense in that movie, right? And he's like throwing, you know, insulting whoever. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, he's great in it. Yeah. It's just that character, but in the wrong scenario where it's like, you are not like a sergeant in the police department. You are a dude. And these agents, there are a hundred of them. They have guns and they're on your property and you're just a dude. You don't have a gun. You you know, I don't know. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. What's his face? Who's the agent in uh, Agent Simmons in the first three? Oh, uh, John Turturro. Turturro. When Turturro was being intimidating, he was more intimidating than Bosch will ever be. Yeah. Because he was someone who doesn't look intimidating. That's like, when it comes down to it, I will win this fight. Mm -hmm. Not you. He's scrappy. And it's like, okay... There's something about you. Whereas Bosch is like, I could kill you with my bare hands. I think like... Here's my resume. And I'm like, I don't need to see thing, a resume. I think Bosch is good when it's like, oh, I'm a private eye or I'm... I have known nothing about I'm Bosch. a show. I thought he was a cop. In Bosch, Bosch is a cop. Okay. I'm, think, I'm getting... So the guy who wrote Bosch, I think also wrote Lincoln Lawyer. And so I'm kind of mixing that all up with CSI. Anyway, but I, I see that character being like, oh... 
like a CSI person was like, yeah, I'm a detective and you're a, a skeezy criminal that I'm trying to get information out of, you know? Yeah. I think that works. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is not that. He's not that. His character might be... His character needs to be scrawny. Inventors... I'm going to upset the inventing community. I don't think inventors have arms that big. Have I don't you really seen... think it's allowed. But I guess he's like working on trucks and stuff. So maybe he's... But yeah. even... He's more of a mechanic. Yeah. You know, when Robert Downey Jr., you know when he called himself the inventor? No. He said, they asked when the little boy said, who are you? And he said, I'm a mechanic. Yeah. In Iron Man. Um, Mark Wahlberg wasn't a good choice for the role. Remember? But this was at like peak Wahlberg, wasn't it? When, when would you say peak Wahlberg is? When did Pain and Gain come out? Right before this. Because I that think... was that was the movie. So Michael Bay did this movie. He's like, "Hey, if you'll fund Pain and Gain, I'll do the next Transformers movie." All right, right. Here's what I think. I think Pain and Gain is where Dwayne the Rock Johnson sucked all the muscles and fame from Mark Wahlberg into himself, and he became even more muscular and even more famous. Pain and Gain, a trio of bodybuilders in Florida get caught up in an extortion ring and kidnapping scheme that goes terribly wrong. Yeah. Well, see, that one is really funny because I've seen parts... I've not seen the whole movie, but I remember scenes of it where, you know, it's like where Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character is like a pacifist or something, and Mark Wahlberg is the super intense guy that's like trying to push him to lift more and being like, we're going to do this and like threatening him. And it just looks ridiculous. Cause he's like, what? Five foot six next to the seven and a half foot tall, 450 pound yeah. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And it looks ridiculous. It's that same energy. That's really funny when he's threatening the rock. That's yeah. just like kind of weird when he's threatening a tiny, a really skinny Bosch. Yeah. Yeah. I hate, I just don't like that actor. Too. I think he ruined a lot of it for me because anytime yeah. he was on scene, I'm like, well, this they is dumb. painted to be such a tough guy, but also, like, you could have very easily written out his part and the movie would have been the same. You know, yeah. like, it would have, wouldn't have been missing anything. Because yeah. you already have Kelsey Grammer and Stanley Tucci. So why did you need the Bosch character? You know who and I would have. That's the thing is, like, okay, you've got Galvatron, you've got the alien green eyed guy, yeah. and then you've got the Autobot. So that's a trio of, like, interests oh now you've got mark Wahlberg and tucci and kelsey Grammer. let's throw in bosch like okay we've already got like six parties going on it gets complicated i think maybe transformers would benefit for a little bit simpler stakes yeah i'm trying to think i think he might be japanese there's a specific actor that i'm thinking would have probably in my mind been better for just to combine the agency bureaucrat you know the the new undersecretary yeah. guy with the agent guy uh I'm, I'm trying to think of his name you know the uh, longmire that show yeah the guy from that the main guy yeah the guy who plays i've only ever seen a couple of clips i had a roommate that watched longmire i've never watched the show i just i've seen it advertised so robert much. taylor that guy is the asian guy we're talking about the asian guy yeah is he not the main guy no. Oh. Okay, there's a guy named Lou Diamond Phillips who looks uh, Native American? Nope. Filipino? <laughs> He's from is the that Philippines? What he is? He's from the Philippines? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind then. Because I... Are... 
does all the every country's racist against the Philippines, right? Aren't they the ones that are by? They're like weirdly racist, and the Filipinos are weirdly racist against Japanese and Chinese. The more I learn about every culture, they're all weirdly. Racist. Everybody's weirdly racist for like the weirdest reasons. Yeah. Well, the I feel like American is... racism makes the most sense logically. We're like, right, you had slavery. That is a very clear like line in the sand where you're like, that, okay, yeah, that'll do it. But, I mean, we also have all the other racism, right? Like, if you're, if you're in New York, you're like, oh, yeah, the Americans, the Irish, the Italians, that's a whole thing, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, back in the good old days. You know, because remember in the, like, late 18, you, know, you remember the late 1800s? Yeah. We were both there. But, you know, it was like, immigration, all right, cool. And then the next wave of immigration, those immigrants were like, not cool at all. These immigrants from other parts of Europe, this is not okay. And then I forget there's places like Europe where all the countries are smushed so close together, but people speak different languages. But everyone does speak at least two languages. Racism is dumb. Right? I think It's dumb opinion, everywhere. Can I Talk to me. Tell me your opinion on race. The racism that is the most makes the most sense is the racism against Japanese people and German people. I think that's the one. Oh, because of the imperialism and world wars. Yeah, I think that's the one. Because that's why I know why a lot of Filipino grandmas and stuff hate Japanese. Yeah, because in our lifetime, Japan is like, ah, that's where our fun video games and TV shows come from. Yeah, but like. The other half of the century, it was like, oh right, empire of the of the of the sun and the whatever and the uh, stuff. It's yeah. bad. Yeah, the the uh, world wars. My point is, these Asians. The so I was like, you could go in there, but I know because of, they got to be careful because I think if you're like, we're catering to the Chinese market, but you cast like a Japanese actor in a lead role, yeah, that might hurt your numbers. Which is funny, too, because I feel like in America, just Asians in general are sort of a marginalized group. Yeah. So I don't know that Americans really distinctify between, like, oh, Filipino, Chinese, Korean, Japanese. It's all just, like, Asia. Yeah. After watching Cloud Atlas, I'm much better at picking Koreans out from, the rest, from uh, like, Japanese people. Yeah. Look at that. Because Look I've at... seen so many white people with Korean makeup. <laughs> and it's weird. That'll do it. That's uh, what you gotta do. Well, Just cast. Oh, that fixes it. Cast Tom Hanks. Make him look Asian. <laughs> okay. Should we should we address the Tooch situation? The Tooch. Stanley Tucci. His character is like the eccentric, rich inventor guy of a company, the, but who's way too intense and kind of a jerk. Like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Even um, the fact that they have the he same asked, pictures in the background. He, he asks someone to uh, dinner or whatever. He's like, "Don't worry about that. Let's talk for dinner." He's like ribs <laughs> like what <laughs> do you just is that the thing if you're gonna ask people if you're a, a billionaire and you go to ask a woman out for dinner is that the is it just a one word invite and the one word is ribs what was that about i mean no okay cool here's the other thing there's but also a part they do say because isn't that the same scene where the guy's like oh you can where he's like talking about the Something he's like, oh, it's like your ex girlfriend who you said it was hot, but is he crazy? crazy? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. And then he's like, oh, is that her? <laughs> so it's like 
he had already dated her, so that's his ex-wife yeah. or his ex-girlfriend yeah, or, or something. something. I don't know, man. So maybe she likes ribs. Maybe, maybe ribs is an innuendo. Maybe that's the brief sexual innuendo. Oh, that was... <laughs> and then there's another part where he's in the lab complaining about something. He's like, the design is all wrong. He's like, come on, people. Algorithms. Math. <laughs> and that's like the end of his list. And I was like, man... If Stanley Tucci would have just gone on for another like minute just saying random words, I would have been so happy, you know? Algorithm. JavaScript. <laughs> Design elements. Oh gosh, what's the word that's There's a dumb Trigonometry. Word. Like he could have yeah. just kept saying like stem words. I would have been so happy if he kept doing it. I'm gonna try to look up a word that you're gonna hate and I want you to keep do. going. You keep going with your Please outrage. Do. Um, and then Shane. Oh my goodness, Bumblebee in this movie. You know, you know Shane. He drives. His name is Shane. He drives. Yeah, I don't need to know anything. They're about in her. Bumblebee. Bumblebee is kitted out, brand new kit. He's a '67 Camaro in matte black with just a couple yellow highlights, and he Ooh. looks fresh. Mm. It's the best Bumblebee has looked, I think, in any of the Transformer movies. And then Shane is like who is a car enthusiast and a race car driver, is like, we got to drive around this dumb-looking car? I was so upset. Then Bumblebee gets a makeover, and once again, it's the new version of the Camaro, which isn't as good as the 67 Camaro that he was. I was so mad about that whole thing. I was like, Shane, why are you complaining? You're the car person. Yeah, he should love the car. But wouldn't anyone be like happy to be in a classic American muscle car with like the coolest paint job? Yes. Okay, cool. Just checking in. But he did do, you know, I mean, it's like Vin Diesel and, uh, oh my gosh, Cody. <laughs> Paul it's Walker. Paul Walker. Oh, I was, I almost forgot his name. Yeah. You know, where, you know, Paul Walker's like, I'm fast little Asian cars and Vin Diesel's like, American muscle's the best. <laughs> you know? I guess. I mean, Brazil, you know? <laughs> Shane did have like a little car, like a little hatchback racer car thing, yeah. tuner car thing. He just got picked up by Red Bull, Cody. Yeah, he did. You I, and I, I drink. just drank a Red Bull. Yeah. I'm going to drink my second Red Bull. But it's a small one, so it's Trans- really only like I've drank half a Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Transformium is a thing now in this movie. Hated that. Trademark. Transformium great and then so they get on the alien ship later on there's like an alien robots that are there and they have like cartoon eyes like roger rabbit eyes remember that part all the transformers eyes are very like metallic technology red green blue yeah and then they have like two little robots in there that are like bulging roger rabbit cartoon eyes oh yeah the little that bothered me i was like what are that what's that yeah How'd you feel about Hound versus Ironhide? Ironhide is gone and dead. Probably, or dead to us. I don't know. He's not He's not in this one. Hound is in this one. How did that go for you? Hound? Uh, is the same character with less respect for human life. Uh-huh. And more... I didn't... I thought Hound was worse than Ironhide. Ironhide, here's the thing, Ironhide is like the tactical officer in a, Hound, any Star Trek show. Hound is like a Vietnam 
like you know in every vietnam movie there's like the dude with all like the bandoliers and the uh, bullets and the whatever yeah, rambo <laughs> yeah and it's just kind of like grumble 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 firepower yeah that's him except he's a transformer who hates people <laughs> yeah but like the ironhide thing, wanted he just wanted to shoot stuff because that was his job it was john goodman Oh, nice. And they had him do like 80,000 lines. And I feel like I was always trying to catch up to like, wait, what is he saying? I can't understand. What What did he just say? And I don't It just didn't work for me. The audio didn't come through. Although, Bumblebee, and I have a complaint about Bumblebee again. Not Bumblebee's fault. Because Bumblebee, he's a dear, dear sweet boy. We all love Bumblebee. Yeah. Here's my problem. Well, first off, Bumblebee says a line from The Big Lebowski. In this movie, which yeah. is a John, uh, not John Goodman. That's not John. John Goodman's in that movie, but he doesn't play the dude. Yeah, anyway. he's the one's like, you want a finger? I can get you a finger right now. <laughs> anyway, so Bumblebee says a line from Big Lebowski, which is, I think it's like, uh, I'm perfectly calm, dude, or whatever, which is yeah. from uh, Big Lebowski. My, here's my problem with Bumblebee. In the first movie, when they're like, he's talking to the radio. It's like, he says two or three clips of like kind of famous recordings, and they piece it together. Like, when he says Sam, it's Sam from Casablanca. When he says one small step, whatever. Oh, okay, that's from the moon landing. And that's how they piece together sentences. Mm-hmm. In, in subsequent Transformers movies, it's kind of just... Him talking? Random line from an old thing. And yeah. most of the time, it's like, I don't even recognize what it is. So it's, I don't know, it's like... Let's just let Bumblebee talk. I don't know. Well, I'm kind of sick of the radio thing. If they're not going to use it in a cool way, if they're just being like, he said a, a thing. I liked it when it was like kind of famous quotes strung together to make what he's trying to say. I think that's fun. When it's just a random quote of exactly what he wanted to say, you're like, eh. Here's what I think. I don't like it. I think the writers, there's a writer for every part of the universe. You know what I'm saying? That's why there's 175 writers on the film. Mm-hmm. Uh. And whoever was in charge of Bumblebee's voice uh-huh. and his lines and stuff, right? Because the way they've done it is they've moved away from having to rely on these old quotes for his lines. But I like the way that every movie has moved more away from the, it's just going to be the full quote. And he has to just kind of like say stuff that sometimes you have to be like, wait, what? Are you? Okay, I get what you're saying there. You know, you have to think about it for a second. Right. To basically him just talking because I feel like they've done it slowly in a way that it's like, oh, he's getting better at it. Uh-huh. I don't know who is to credit for that, but I know it's not Michael Bay. <laughs> it's yeah. one of the writers of uh-huh. the film that's like, okay, we're just going to phase this out. and Because it's still obviously him talking through the radio as opposed to him just talking. Yeah. He's just better But at he also it. hasn't really talked since the first movie when his radio was magically fixed and he talked. And then the next movie, they're like, oh, his radio's acting up again, huh? But then it never, like, actually works and he talks again. Yeah. Which, the first time he talks does happen a while after, but it is after Ratchet hits him with the repair laser thing. So he's, like, trying to work on it. Because he references that it got broken during battle before we came to Earth. I've been trying to fix it. And that's, like, the ongoing joke in the old show, I think, is, like... Ratchet's constantly trying to fix his voice, and yeah. he can never quite get it to stay fixed. But the point is... There's a yeah. sword gun in this movie. Yeah. So they go on the alien ship, and then Mark Wahlberg takes down a sword, but it's actually a gun, so it's a sword you hold, and like a rifle, and you shoot it, and he's pretty good at it. I don't know. I'm kind of just over Cade. I just... 
Also, He's your favorite. I've talked about Cade's a maniac, but he crashes an alien ship, right? And then a dude who he crashed into is like, hope you have insurance, man. And then Mark Wahlberg grabs a Bud Light from nowhere. It was the... Did you not notice was the Bud Light entire... Truck? Yeah, they hit a truck. The entire street is strewn he with He grabs Bud a Bud Light from the street. He's like, this your car? This is an alien ship. What kind of insurance do you think I got? And then he cracks the top of the... He does the thing where you put the tip of the bottle against the door of the car and then you smack it so it pops open, foams up. He drinks like half a drink of it and throws it down. I'm like, this guy is not... He is unhinged. He is absolutely unhinged. And I can't deal with it. What's the... He is a maniac. What's the crummy movie you tried to get me to go see about... Somebody, Mel Gibson or somebody, like, killing I didn't Road try Rage. to get you to see that. Is it called Unhinged? I think so. Yeah, no, it's I mean, dumb. that movie was a... No, not Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. No, Cameron... Russell, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Okay, so it's Russell Crowe. But... Where the whole thing is like, I don't know, he bumps into someone or something and then tortures them because of a reason. It's called Unhinged. Yeah. His name, his character's name is Man. After a confrontation with an unstable man in an intersection, a woman becomes the target of his rage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's unhinged. He's unhinged. He is <laughs> Russell Crowe, Man in Unhinged. Um, but, but, you know, like you said, he pops off the top, which I said, those are twist tops. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's this aluminum bottle. Bud Lights, yeah. which are, you twist off the top. I don't believe they are Pop-Tops. Maybe at the time? I mean, not a lot of people are doing Pop-Tops these days, right? They're trying to commercialize the twist. It's kind of like how you used to have to have the can opener thing to like pry the can open, pry the little triangle hole in the can, but now everyone just has the Pop-Tabs on cans. Yeah. Well, I think there is something about like cheap beer has one kind of top and more like the super expensive stuff will have a different kind of top mm-hmm. usually but um most of the stuff i ever drank had a pop top which is you know the amount of times you end up without a, uh, an opener which my roommate would always go at it with his teeth and i would just i learned how to do the other things where it's like you pop it off with a table or yeah your belt buckle right anything but your teeth yeah <laughs> Okay, here's PSA. Don't try to open a pop-top bottle with your teeth. Don't do it. Oh, my gosh. A twist top, if you can't get it open with your hand, it hurts too much. Press the bottle into your arm. Twist your arm. It hurts less on your arm. Your skin grips around it. It won't shred your arm like you're afraid it's going to. It doesn't hurt very bad, and it pops off because it's your whole arm muscle twisting it as opposed to just your hand. Amazing. Yeah. I didn't know this. Now I just do it with my hand because my hand's got, it's all rough and manly. Mm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so he essentially just rips the top of a aluminum bottle off. It's one of those good pops, too. I wonder how many times they did it where it's like all foamy and it's like spews out. He That drink he took was all foam. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely well, all foam. It didn't look as cool because it's just kind of like a fountain of foam squirting into his mouth. You're like... You just look insane. <laughs> I, well, he was insane, but there's some good product placement, which brings me to my point, Cody. <laughs> Shout out to, if I were to ask you what's the best product placement on the face of the earth in any movie ever, uh-huh. 
Why would you say it's Shuwa milk? Because <laughs> you're like, oh, he's gonna grab a beer or something, and he has like a little carton of milk. Yeah, is it that one? Is that the one yes. you're talking about? Which? How do I know how to pronounce the name? Because in the last movie, mm-hmm. when uh, whatever the other vice president that got his papers knocked out of his hand by uh, Ken Jong's character, whatever his name was, I miss Ken Jong. He's just drinking his little milk box. He's like, can I finish my Shuwa milk, please? He's like, I don't care about your fancy imported milks. Oh, man. Okay. Here's another thing this movie lost for me. So HSI, Tooch's company, they've harvested the power of Transformers, and they've made it so they can kind of like digitally like cloud through the air and swirl. So instead of doing the classic Transformer, very mechanical transforming, it's just like, we're all little little squares or cubes and then we swirl around and now we're the other thing we transformed into doesn't that kind of lose the heart and soul of the transform for me at least it lost the soul it was less satisfying to watch i was like yeah it's just it's swirling cubes they're gonna i like seeing how something transforms that's the fun part i don't like when it's like now we're vaporized and now we're a different thing you're like yeah it's not fun i mean optimus prime would agree with you so that's there. They make Galvatron, which canonically isn't Galvatron like Megatron's mentor or whatever. I think I saw that in one of the trivia facts from before. I don't know. I think it. I think so because I think they based like the second or third iteration of Megatron more on Galvatron. But now Galvatron is here, but he's like Megatron plus HSI technology. Yeah. <sighs> so he's a transformer without a soul. Yeah. I don't know, man. Okay. Also, they're in Beijing? Beijing? Because they say they're moving their lab to Beijing, right? They specifically yeah. say that, don't they? Or here's Hong Kong or Beijing? Beijing. Here's the thing. A big city, certainly. Here, here's the thing. They say the biggest city. But not they, only is Beijing not the biggest city, it's not even the biggest city in China. Well, okay. But here's here's my thing. They say, hey... We'll offload our inventory to Beijing, then we won't worry about the American government or whatever, right? Right. Because we all know the Americans point of the suck. seed. There's a seed, by the way, which yeah. is going to explode and turn organic matter into transformium, the material to make transformers. Which, right? Yes. Which my favorite part is they're like transformium trademarked, yeah. And uh, the Autobots are always like the material we're made out of, and I'm like. Name it, you cowards. <laughs> Name it. Cody, if I were to say, hey, I have this humanium, uh-huh. would you be like, oh, yes, I know that. That's actually called the stuff we're made out of. <laughs> Probably wouldn't say that, no. No. Here's what I know. What would you call Humans it? are carbon-based. Exactly. It would be carbon. And I know that our bones and things are made out of calcium. Right about it i know our blood has iron in it there is a little bit just a tiny skosh uh-huh yeah of iron in our blood yeah which is why in avatar the last airbender tv series Toph can earth bend blood what she can bend but have you not seen avatar the last airbender i have i don't remember her they do the blood bending blood bending benders do the blood bending oh i thought it was earth benders because the iron no they can do metal bending where they bend the 
raw. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I think you're thinking the waterbenders do the bloodbending. But bloodbending has to be easy then. Because it's the same as water. It's a liquid. Well, they have to do it during the full moon, Cody, because that's when their power is at its height. That's a great TV show. So good. Can we just reflect on how good that TV show is? So good. What about how terrible the movie is? Why? That's the problem with the TV show. Every time I want to have a good feeling about the TV show, someone's got to bring up the movie, and then I have to feel bad. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan... You betrayed us. My wife saw the movie first, so she doesn't have the terrible feelings. I know feelings so many people. Because like, unless you were like a kid or a teenager in that time, you don't know about the show. Like, it wasn't you didn't grow up with it. So when the movie came out, it was like, oh, there's this beloved children and teenagers who love this show. Yeah. And then it was ruined by this. Then everyone else was like, oh yeah, that sucked. <laughs> You're like, no, please. She liked the movie. And then she watched the show, and I'm like, do you still like the movie? Which I don't think she's seen it in a very long time. Yeah. And she's like, "It's so, yeah, I still... Because she thinks of it as different from the show. But I'm like, but the show's better. And she's like, I mean, uh, yeah. But... It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so good, though. I tried showing the show to one of my friends. But the problem is, like, the pilot's like, okay. Yeah. And, like, by three, four, five episodes, it starts getting really good. Um, so the problem is just like, you know, when you're a kid and a TV show comes on, you're in it, yeah. you're happy to just watch it and then it gets really good. But when you try to show like an adult, that show still so good though, Here's it's the hard thing. to get started for some people. Cause I thought I was talking to somebody, I thought it was like five seasons long. It's just three, right? It's three. Yeah. And there was supposed to be a fourth, but then it, they ended up just wrapping it up in three. Yeah. It's so good though. Cause like, yeah. <clears throat> People tell me all the time, they're like, oh, you should watch, like, Ozark. You're from that area of the country. You would love it. And I watched the first episode. I'm like, so I don't like this. And they're like, oh, you got to give it, like, a season and a half. But then it gets so good. And, and there's, like, like, two seasons. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so it's a bad show. Yeah. Whereas Avatar, you're like, oh, it's like the first one's okay. And then the second one is when it starts to kind of pick up. And by, like, the third episode, you're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're twenty minute episodes. Yeah, and everybody's like, "I don't have that kind of time. I got to go binge watch a bad show on Hulu." Yeah. It's like, why? I'm calling out Kalen specifically. And, and that's the thing about Avatar too is that it it ends so what like it just kind of builds and builds and builds and has a great ending. Yes. Whereas, you know, people like to watch Game of Thrones. The ending sucks. So oh, enjoy eight my. seasons of a show you love. Of our episode, eight seasons of hour long episodes, and then my wife recently pulled up because she she's not watched Game of Thrones. She watched most of the first season, and right. she it, it has been funny watching her be like, "I've never seen it too. I've seen clips of it too. And I saw most of the first season." Mm-hmm. <laughs> to where one day I'm sure she's gonna be like, "I watched it every episode multiple times." Yeah, and uh, so she pulled up the death of Joffrey. It the you know. And it's horrifying, but it's so satisfying because you hate that character. Mm-hmm. So she pulled up that because she wanted to see the whole scene. She hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And we were sitting there watching it, and I just went off on Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin and how much the show sucked and how bad of a writer he is and how much I freaking hate that story. Yeah. And I'm like, looking back at that show, I hate that show. Uh-huh. I liked so much more like i think 
I liked a lot of the things they did in the last season better than the rest of the show, even though it was the worst season. Yeah. Because the bad stuff was them having been painted into a corner by George R. R. Martin's terrible writing. Yeah. Fun fact, that's why the last book's never going to come out. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I can't end this because it's going to end bad. Right. And then they did, you know, it ended fine. It ended the way everybody, I don't know why people thought it was going to end differently than that. Yeah. It's bad. Here's what I have to say about George R. R. Martin. I just need to tell you. So you know when someone's <laughs> telling you a story? I'm guilty of doing this. Yeah. And it's like, you get to the end of the story, and you're like, okay, dude, I feel like this story was, you picked up a fork and accidentally threw it away, but you started telling it two and a half hours ago. <laughs> yeah. You could have just said, hey, it was funny. I picked up that fork the other day and I accidentally threw it away. But then I had to dig it back out. Yeah. I feel so dumb sometimes. Mm -hmm. But instead, now I know your family lineage, your blood type, the (laughs) life story of all of your neighbors. (laughs) Yeah. And how you killed a guy one time in high school. You know? (laughs) Like all this stuff. And it's like, you could have just said the fork thing. Uh, That's That's George Armour. That's the bummer of like Game of Thrones. They have so many interesting characters. But then so much of the show is just like, people suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these people are like, oh, they're dead. Oh, this bad thing happened. Isn't this crazy? Don't worry. We're going to pay this off, and it's going to be great. Hey, this hey. is a really suspenseful thing. Don't worry. When it happens, it's going to be so cool. And then it never quite, I don't know. Like, to your point, it was kind of like, oh, that's what happens? Yeah. Cool. It'd be like... That, yeah, I guess it's like... They Why did you go so deep hours? on this dude? Yeah. I didn't it's need like, to what? know about your little cousin. Like, he, that's actually... Fun fact has nothing to do with this story. And why do we spend three episodes on him? Yeah. Anyway, that's, I, I went off on him for a very long time. Yeah. Because I started reading the book. And I was like... So, are you saying you're not excited for Elden Rings then? Does no. George R.R. R. Martin collaborating on the story for that and not do anything for you that's a game right yeah yeah it's the next uh from software souls like thing i think that'll be fine because there's gonna be he's so good at lore dumps and that's all yeah that's what he writes that's 80 percent of souls stuff people you know you point to tolkien they compare tolkien and martin how dare you cody how dare you because well because tolkien has a point behind all this stuff well because tolkien wrote 10,000 years of history for Middle Earth. And people say, oh, are you ever going to publish that for... Because he wrote it, and then he wrote Lord of the Rings. And they're like, are you ever going to publish that? And he's like, no, nobody cares. They're like, why did you write it? And he said, because that helps me know, in this instance, how this person will act, because I know their culture. The history and the culture. Because I know it. You don't need to know it. You just need to know that that's how that person acted. Right. And then his son put out the Cimmerillion which is a lot of those notes condensed down, but he never wanted that to be published, really. Because right. he's like, nobody cares. Nobody wants this. They want a story. They want a good story. Right. George R. R. Martin, on the other hand. He wants you to know every... He's like, all right, and then they entered the cabin, and his cloak was blue, and it was blue because the house colors were blue. The house colors were blue because back in 18,000 years ago, there was a blue paint spill on their red cloak, and now it's <laughs> blue when it used to be red. It was red because he got stabbed, and he dyed the white cloak red, and it was white because... <laughs> it's like, shut up, Martin. Oh, man. He is the writer that 
high school English teachers have wet dreams about. Yeah. It's like, you know those games that are just like, you just go so deep into, you know, yeah. kind of like a, like a World of Warcraft where it's like, uh, you're going to go all the way. It's like that, but just for like details of lore is what you're saying. Yeah. Where it's just like, if you want to invest all your time in another world, learning about fun facts and lore, this is it. Now, to bring it back around to Transformers, I think the Transformers movies are also guilty of trying to over-explain things while being like, the creator sent me. Moving on. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's This used to be a vehicle to sell toys. It's and now it's a blockbuster a movie. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> but now it's like, no, we got to get deep into the lore and the thing. And you're like, no, I just, I just need enough to give us a reason to make a cool toy. And it needs to look cool. Why yeah. are you going to make little digital blocks swirling around? You're like, that's not cool. That's not Transformer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, this all brings me back to they're in Beijing. And then the lab assistant dude is there eating an American donut? He had like a buttermilk donut. You know, like the old-fashioned donut. Or uh, like a maple donut. It was something like that. I thought he was back in their U.S. lab. Then why was there like an like an, a Chinese scientist there with him? I thought he was there because they moved everything to what? Beijing. Are you talking about Chasm G, the YouTuber that I was like? Is that that in? guy? Yeah. Okay, he's I guess not Asian. He's but Indian. they offloaded everything to Beijing, so I assumed he was in Beijing. Well, because they didn't have any of the stuff there. No, I guess they did have the little stuff that they were playing with there. But they, Maybe. I thought they said they were offloading their production to Beijing. Maybe. I was just confused. So they weren't Beijing. They, I thought that was a different guy. I think he was in Beijing. The Tooch was in Beijing. But the, those guys were back right. at the original that lab. That brings me to Tooch. Why the would they first, have the exact same lab? I don't know, man. The, okay, the first, the beginning, it's like, hey, I'm the owner of this company. I'm a maniac, whatever. I'm going to do this crazy plan. Tooch. Transformium. And we're going to revolutionize Trademark. everything, and I'm going to get money. Trademarked it. Focus. And then it. the second half of the movie... When he realizes he was wrong about that and he's working with Shane who drives, he's just having a meltdown the whole time. He's gone from like, I'm confident, whatever, to just like an absolute maniac who's having a crisis of character, you know? I don't know if I liked that for him. I didn't like his character, but I loved the tooch. I like, I mean, it needed to be all one. I liked the tooch. I don't know. I just so think he was so mean in the beginning that I didn't have the sympathy for when he was breaking, when he was having the meltdown to be like, this is fine. I was just kind of like, yeah, well, you were mean. Even if you are the tooch. Who was he mean to? Ribs. And he's shouting at people for the wrong sound. It's like yeah. I t- in my audio engineering class, like the guy told me a story. He was like, yeah, I was helping this guy with like his small project movie. And you go through like a, you know, it was like one of those things where you go through a portal and it time travels you or something. He's like, yeah, I mean. <clears throat> The sound effect is good. This is the director of like the short film or whatever. But it needs to be more green, you know? Like the sound of it should be more green. It's like one of those people who are like, yeah. I have a vision. And then their vision is like, it needs to sound like the future, you idiots. This obviously isn't the future sound. And you're like, well, how about you give us good, you know, I thought that was mean. Here's how you make a sound more green. You know the sound yogurt makes when you pour a big thing of yogurt out of the big yogurt container? Makes uh-huh. it, you know, like the flubby flubber sound. 
Yeah. That's what he added to it. He's like, it's perfect. You, you nailed it. <laughs> nice. So that's how you solve that problem. Yeah. Anyway, so like things like that, you know, like, he's a bad dude. He's not, he's got like six I mean, lady yeah. assistants or weird and he's a jerk to everyone. He's selling out. He's killing, he's getting this transformium from Autobots and he's obviously not crossing his T's and dotting his, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. I think, I mean, he's very clearly based on Steve Jobs and that his sure. attitude, who, if I remember correctly from, you know, all of the documentaries that came out five seconds after his death, uh, <laughs> he was it very much, you know, walk into a room and be like, you know, why isn't it blue? And he'd be like, because it's never been blue. You wanted it blue? And he's like, you're fired. I'll do it. I'll paint it blue. If you're interested in Steve Jobs, highly recommend the Aaron Sorkin film, Steve Jobs with Michael Fassbender. I think it's on Netflix. Fun fact. So good. Fassbender, huge penis. Stop. You can move on now. Uh, really cool movie. Yeah, and it I think it really well paints the picture of Jobs in a really smart writing kind of way. Interesting movie. Seth Rogen I think is in it. Yeah, plays Wozniak. It's yeah. great. It's a really good movie. But it is like the idea I got from that movie is okay. Steve Jobs had like has an interesting idea that he knows is going to work, and no one else believes him is going to work. Yeah. And like three times in history, it really paid off, and yeah. like two times it really didn't, and he bluffed his way out of it. And yeah. that's how he became who he was, is he was like, nope, we're doing it this way. It's really interesting. Like, talk how, like, his, like, black box computer thing idea when he, like, left Apple to make his own company was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't do anything. It's basically just a graphics demo, and everyone thinks it's going to be the next thing to change computer, and then he got, like, someone to buy it out from under him. Yeah. And it was just like, well, dodge that, but now I'm in charge of Apple again. You're like, oh, this, is, this guy's crazy. Yeah. He was, he's a hustler. Yeah, that's what and he's a good maniac. at doing. Yeah. You know? Okay, Kelsey Grammer, his energy. Yeah, I think we need a reboot Taken. Let's That's reboot Taken, do, yeah. and let's have Kelsey Grammer be the the dad. I'm I into it. Did I, I wanted to say the exact same thing while we were watching the movie? Does he say "I will find you" or something, <laughs> something like that? Because like, yeah, that made me. He think gives the a same very Taken like speech, and I was like, "This is we need to do this. We need to make so, this happen." That makes. You know, if they just did Taken trilogies and rebooted them every eight years with different actors, I'd be into that. What if it was Mark Wahlberg? We've established he has a teenage daughter. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other problem with Mark Wahlberg, right? It's like when Ryan Reynolds played the dad in Pokemon. Yeah. And you're like, he's not old enough to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And then you look it up and he's like 57 years yeah. old. And you're like, oh, right. he is old yeah. enough to be someone's dad. Yeah. I hear you. Mark Wal- I also wrote this note. Mark Wahlberg made two of these. I think it was at a certain point where he was running around with the sword gun shooting stuff. I was like, he made a second one of these? This is too much. I can't yeah. deal. Oh, Cody. Oh, the second one is such a treat. Okay. The other thing is, <clears throat> end of this movie, it's the alien guy. I don't know what his name is. Fighting Optimus Prime. Getting help from the humans. And they're, instead of just being score, it's another weird music choice, they're like playing a song by a band. And yeah. I did not like it. I was like, this is really taking me out of this fight. I just want like intense Transformers score. Are you talking about the Battle Cry by Imagine Dragons? No. Okay, because there's the end credit song. Yeah. 
But then there's just the song that's playing. I don't think it was Imagine Dragons. I don't think it was that singer. Imagine Dragons, fun fact. Bullied my old roommate in high school. Oh. Yeah, they were douchebags to him. Yeah. So he doesn't like them. I think their song's okay, but I think they're bad people because they bullied him because he but was they're small. they're nice to gay people. But he was small, and yeah. they also, I think, bullied him because they thought he was gay. Yeah, well. So I'm pretty sure they did call him some gay slurs. That's Lander, if it's not true. But it's if it is true. I mean, everyone's a little homophobic in high school. Yeah. Because we're all a little gay in high school. We're all a little gay in high school, too. Yeah. Um... Okay. Who didn't spoon with their friend naked in high school, you know? It's a great question. I I don't know anyone who can truthfully say no. Yeah. What? The bomb? Why didn't the bomb go off? It was on a timer, right? No, I think that was... Because they, they were like, it's it was timer, on a timer? He's like, or it's signaling its location, and that's what it ended up being. Who was going to detonate it, though? Because wasn't it going to just go off? They were like, as soon as we get into a big city, the biggest city... Then we're gonna blow it up. So who was in charge of detonating it? Wasn't it the well, alien guy? Or because the, the alien, alien guy died, the bomb wasn't gonna go off. No, I think he pinged its location, which is why it lit up. But they were gonna activate it. Megatron was gonna blow it up in the city. If you're already in a big city in China, isn't that good enough? The couldn't biggest just, city? Couldn't they've just blown it up? Well, they. I don't think they ever left Beijing. Is what I'm saying. I think that's why they said the biggest city. But okay, I think. I don't think they. That's the instructions were to take it to the biggest city, right? That's what Megatron but wanted. Then they wanted to take it out Tuch's the Tuch's plan was to take it to the desert. Yeah. Like the big desert in China. Yeah. The big one. We all know the name of it. We don't need to say it. The biggest desert. <laughs> okay. Exactly. I, so I guess I was just confused. Why didn't the bomb go off? Couldn't they have just detonated it? No, you because they didn't have it. How do you detonate it? Don't you have to detonate the bomb remotely? Isn't that how bombs work? I don't know. Because <laughs> the plan was, they're like, the humans don't know what the seed does. They're going to see us blow it. Then they found out what it was. They're like, no problem. We'll take it to the desert. But doesn't it, I thought it turned life forms into transformium. Does it just turn well, stuff into transformium? Yeah, because they showed it in the initial like beginning, they showed it turning like the ground also into it. And the dinosaurs. Yeah. And they also turned, what's the guy we like? TJ Miller's Miller. character, Scott? Yeah. Hank Lucas Lucas. Lucas. Who was like a slacker surfer dude, but also in Texas and helping out the... That was a whole other mess. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Not a so lot the of end of the movie... Smiles. Here's the end of the movie. Texas. <laughs> I said it once, I'm going to say it again. Yeah. I think I, this is how I explained it to Bailey. So the end of the movie, Optimus Prime is like, somebody sent, some creator sent the alien guy. I got to go find God and I got to kill her. <laughs> right yeah that's the end of the movie because he shoots off into space with a rocket yeah his rocket pack he is the his rocket. jet pack <laughs> which is like he, he activates jet pack feature i just so that's my summation of like the next movie right optimus prime finds god and kills her her i don't know this is your assumption look if i'm writing a Why fifth transformer movie gender? i'm t- i'm sick of the male energy the male villains i want a female villain what's the it's like what was it South Park where they're like, God comes down and he's like this weird little creature. And they're like, he's like, what? What did you expect me to look like? Something like that. It's going to be like that. There's going to be a weird little creature with no gender. I only have one more. Well, two more fun facts. First fun fact, Michael Bay was really mean to TJ Miller on set, allegedly. 
<laughs> he was okay. like, what are you doing, huh? We got you here to be funny. No one's laughing. You're not making anyone laugh. Fun fact about filming movies, the crew is not supposed to react at all. So if the crew is laughing, that means you have a bad crew. Even yeah. in a comedy, because the crew is laughing, your audio is messed up. Anyway, he's like, you're not making anyone here laugh. We brought you here to be funny, man. So Michael Bay bullied TJ Miller on set. So that's cool. But also... Michael Bay bullies everyone on set. He's a Nazi. And if yeah. you call him that, Steven Spielberg will fire you. That's what we learned from a previous movie. And why is that? As we know, Steven Spielberg is... The Jewish. godfather of Michael Bay? Probably. <laughs> Probably, right? That's got to be it. <laughs> I think they're lovers. Okay. <laughs> Just glaze over. <laughs> All right. Because he's Jewish and Nazis are anti-Jewish. Correct. Okay, I get it now. At first, I thought you were just being anti-Semitic. I was like, just playfully, playfully anti-Semitic. No. The movie Sing Street takes place in Ireland. Yes. Okay, my last fun fact. In the movie Boogie Nights. Yes. Marky Mark's first big, you know, breakout role. Before Wahlburgers was a thing. Before, even before the, the, the conception of Wahlburgers. Before he beat a Korean man and or a little person. <laughs> he definitely beat up one of those people. He was, I think his name is Dirk Diggler. Yes. In Boogie Nights. Yes. Porn star. Correct. He performs the song The Touch. Yes. Which was originally featured in the 1986 Transformers movie. Whoa. And... He offered to perform it for Michael Bay. In a, you know, just as a fun thing. Like, I should do the song for this movie. <laughs> Which, can you imagine? Forget Linkin Park. Forget Imagine Dragons. Marky Mark doing a rendition of The Touch yes. for the end credits. Wouldn't that have been the best way to end this movie? Yes. I don't know what the song sounds like, but I know it has a rap in it. And I know that Marky Mark was a rapper. Yeah. Here's the thing. I looked up to try to answer finally the question of um, who did he beat up? And I was greeted with a, <laughs> a slew. Well, that? I was greeted with an article titled, uh, here, let me just go up here, uh, where it just the Google thing said the full list of Mark Wahlberg's racist hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it stretches back. The one that I'm uh, uh, speaking of specifically was, uh, oh gosh, yeah, I, I just had it. Uh, where he attacked a Vietnamese man. Yeah. And beat him up like his old man from Vietnam. Uh, that so I was incorrect. I'm sorry. He was not Korean. Uh, knocked him unconscious with a five foot wooden stick. See what I'm while saying? While punching another man. Shia LaBeouf has issues, but look at Marky Mark. I just what happened. The other thing is, I thought for sure the trivia would explain why Shia LaBeouf isn't in this movie. It doesn't. Doesn't explain. I mean, I guess well, is that when Shia LaBeouf had his meltdown? Yeah, he's he having his meltdown. He was in the midst of it, I think. Yeah. So he was... I think this was right around the time he did the whole bag thing. We're not famous, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Did you know he did? You remember he did his thing where he just sat in a room and you could pay to go into the room with him and he didn't react. <laughs> did you ever see that? No. Here's the thing. Apparently, somebody tried to uh, molest him. Yeah. Rape him. Something. Okay. Do things to him. Right. I don't know if anybody stopped them. That's the thing. Yeah, that's. The, it's very unclear when I read about it. That's the cost of showbiz, baby. He says it happened. He does not say if that person was stopped, is mm-hmm. what I never see. Which makes me concerned for his mental state after being alone in a dark room with a lot of weird people. I just hope Shia LaBeouf is okay. You know? Hope he's alright. I think we've established he's not okay, but he's doing better. I saw a video of him wearing like dirty skin-colored pants. And doing yeah. a dance with the teenage girl. Um, here's what I learned about it. It looks absolutely insane. It looks like they're naked and like, oh no, they're just wearing like flesh-colored clothes. Yeah, they're supposed to be wolves, like fighting, interpreted through dance. So it's mm. not weird. I will defend Shia LaBeouf. All right. <laughs> yeah, I will. I like him until something really terrible you know until the next terrible thing and then i'll uh, deny ever said any of this here's the thing everybody's looking at shia labeouf like he's doing something weird right he's diddling somebody (laughs) and then you know it's never it's never him that's doing it yeah it's the guys like kevin spacey who you're like oh he's fine yeah and then it's like oh he laid on a 14 year what did he just laid on a 14 year old um it was really creepy i forget there was like a party and this is before he came out and he was like coming he was coming on to a 14 year old for sure which is did he grab his did he grab a a part of him i know he laid on swimsuit area or something and held him down which makes it sound like i always just imagine a grown man just like "Mm, this is happening and then just like laying on top of somebody and not moving at all that's <laughs> why i envision planking yes and i'm like that seems weird that you should go to jail just for doing that regardless of the age of the person yeah that was a whole thing kevin spacey was like it's hard you know i was closet and i never came out because like we're not worried about you being in the closet we're worried about you <laughs> molesting this person who is underage of all things like it's not appropriate yeah. versus people being like Shia LaBeouf, dumb, and we're like, and it's like, you know, nobody cares about your problems. And it's like, but I care. Shia? Shia. Shia. Well, I want you to know. Yeah. The opinion havers, we're here for you. We're here for you. We care about you. We want, we want for your wellness. You want you know to what? talk sometimes? Let's watch Honey Boy. I think, I think the other thing is, too is you watch Honey Boy and you have a lot more sympathy for Shia LaBeouf because you're like, oh, messed up what happened to Shia LaBeouf in his childhood yeah. and his like father relationship and everything yeah. watch Honey Boy it's depressing yeah so uh anything Shia, else look I'll get naked and dance wolf dance fight with you yeah I would capoeira. too capoeira we'll do capoeira <laughs> shout out to Bob's Burgers well thanks for listening everyone one more you know one more Michael Bay Transformers movie and then we got a non-Michael Bay Transformers This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. A non-Michael Bay directed Transformers movie is only one Michael Bay directed Transformers movie away. This is the one that killed his dynasty. <laughs> ah. Well, thanks for listening. Share us. Rate us. Review us. Yes. Wherever podcasts are shared, rated, and reviewed. Yep. You can reach out to us at Opinion Havers on 
Twitter, and we will respond. And you can recommend movies, and I can decide if that's a good or a bad idea to do. Oh, now we're, you're filtering. We're them. crazy open-minded, but some of you are maniacs, all right? What? I have respect for myself. I have standards, and I don't think anyone should have to watch an obscure Doctor Who film that cannot be easily obtained. All right? I said it. We'll get it one day. We will, but how? I don't know. Maybe we need to maybe we need to get on the LaserDisc community. I'm sure they've got a copy of it somewhere. It might, it might be on HBO. LaserDisc community, get a LaserDisc player, figure out how to plug that into a modern day TV. Bing bang boom. If I'm honest, I put my wife in charge of finding the film and I don't think she's done anything with it recently. Well, so Well, she is a Let me tell you. I'm okay with that. She is a Whovian, or as I like to call her, a Who of Whoville. Because Whovians are just from the Grinch, you know? It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoville's where all the Whos live, and we're all fans of Doctor Who in Whoville. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Thanks for listening, and until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Is that what they're called? Whovians? Yeah. Doctor Who fans? Yeah. And then people from Whoville are called? Who's. Who's? Yeah. Horton hears a who. Are those also the same ones from the Grinch or the same who's? Are, are all the human characters in the Seussiverse who's? Yes. They're also like little mice things. They're also, let's talk about that. What? What's the deal with Dr. Seuss? And like, you're like, oh, that's a fox. And then what's the Grinch? What is that? They're like fluffy footed, weird fur, fur people. What's that about? Yeah. Uh-huh.